Hello and welcome to the Glacier Valley Church of God. Today's podcast was recorded live on Sunday before a full church. If there's anything we can do to bless you, to pray for you, please contact us at 907-789-3605. Glacier Valley Church of God, a place of hope, a place of healing. This morning, when I left, when I headed to church this morning, it was nine degrees. So in the less than less than half hour or forty-five minutes, it's gone down a degree. <laughs> it's it's a little bit cold out. So I am so glad you're here. If you are a visitor and you haven't been greeted by somebody, a member of our church, please let me greet you. Thank you for being here. Uh, before you leave this, uh, this morning from service, don't leave without letting some of our congregation greet you and welcome you because you are it's so appreciated that you're here this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. So this morning, I had uh, last week when Pastor Keith asked me to do the message this morning, I had an idea of what I was going to talk about, but all, and I was preparing it for all week long, up and, all up until Friday, when God changed my mind, and he said, no, I want you to talk about this instead. So I love when he does that, because that means whatever comes out of, uh, of this hole here, it's going to be all God. It's not going to be me, be me, so it's going to be the Holy Spirit. So what we're going to talk about this morning, if, if I had a title for our message this morning, I would, I would entitle it Humility, the Lost Virtue. Humility, the Lost Virtue. So let's open up in prayer. Precious Lord, we love you so very much. And we ask you, Lord, that our hearts and our minds and our spirits would be prepared for your word, that we may glean from it, Lord. We may be strengthened from it. We may be corrected if that's what it takes, Lord. Anything and everything that we need, Lord, let us be prepared to accept what the Holy Spirit has for us this morning so that we might draw closer to you. We might become more mature Christians because of what you give us this morning. We're going to praise you and worship you and glorify you for all of this in Jesus' wonderful and powerful name. Amen. So humility, humility, what is humility? That is something that has kind of been lost in the last, I'd say, between 30 and 40 years. Uh, the idea of humility has kindly slowly eroded away, kind of like a, like a beachfront. It's just gotten less and less and less important about, what, uh, about having humility. So the, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, defines humility as freedom from pride or arrogance, right? Freedom from pride or arrogance. But as we look around the world today, I can't even speak for the whole world. Let me talk just about the United States, what we see in our country today. 
seems to completely and totally lack any type of humility, right? We see it, we see it all over the place. What is the number one priority for Americans today that was to become uh, known, to become famous? If they can't become famous, they'll become infamous. One way or the other, they're going to do this because they want to become famous. They want people to know who they are. We see this all over the news. We see this from our politicians. We see this everywhere we look, especially on social media. Younger, younger generations, I'm talking to you too. We see this on social media so very much, the idea of uh, putting yourself out there. And it doesn't matter how you get famous as long as you get famous. Men and young men are doing things on the internet to get famous and things that are not morally okay, not uh, ethically okay, but they're doing it so that they can get uh, notoriety because they understand and they know that on social media, the more people view their, their stuff, the more people like their stuff, the more people that uh, share whatever they put on, on their social media, the more money that they're going to get. So they act out. They do all of these different things. They do things that are morally questionable. Women, girls, on an unprecedented scale, are putting themselves in, on the internet in ways that are no, not okay. They're wearing less and less clothing so that they can get more and more views. I don't know if anybody here is on TikTok or watches TikTok or looks at TikTok. I'll admit I'm guilty. I watch TikTok, but I try to watch it for the funny stuff. But it's amazing when you get on there, the things that people do, the things that people say. And they're, they're, they're just filled with pride and arrogance. And as we, as we talked about, uh, the definition of a humility is completely lacking those things. And everybody has become so involved on self, right? Everything is self, 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 self. Everything is self. Self-healing, self-empowerment, self this, self that, self everything, as long as it has to do with the self. Forget about everybody else around you. It's all about me, right? We see that all the time. It's all about me. It's all about the self. And it's to the point where they, they're actually um, a kind of uh, hijacking trauma. It's become popular to be a victim, right? It's become popular to, to be victimized in one way or the other because they, they know that you can't argue against that. So they become professional victims. It's all about the self, right? It's all about the self. Self, everything is about the self. And unfortunately, that has started to infiltrate into the church. That has started to infiltrate the church, and we see that in a lot of these mega churches. A lot of these mega churches. Before I continue on, let me go ahead and read our key scripture. Our key scripture is found in uh, Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, starting with verse 3. This is the key scripture that we're going to be talking about this morning. 
And it says, and I'll, by the way, I'm reading from the New American Standard Version. It says, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit. But with humility of mind, let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourself, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of man. Humility. Here the Apostle Paul is telling us to, to be humble. To not, to not to do anything out of selfishness or out of empty conceit. Pride is the order of the day today. Look what I can do, right? I can do this and I can do that. Look how many followers I have on Instagram or Facebook or whatever other social media is out there. It's the order of the day, isn't it? Not just social media. But we can allow pride and arrogance to enter into ourselves in the work that we do, in our jobs. And we can allow that arrogance and that pridefulness get to a place where, where it's dog-eat-dog, dog, right? Forget about everything else, it's about me, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to the next step, even if that means I have to step on some people and cut some people down, and make people look worse than me. That's the order of the day. That's the order of the day. And, he, and Paul is telling us not to do these things, not to do anything out of selfishness or empty, empty conceit. He's telling us, uh, do it with a mind, uh, with humility of mind. Humility of mind. Let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. It's important for us to get to a place where we, where we not think of ourselves as better than anybody else. And that can be in the church. That can be, Christ, be, be Christians who have been sitting in the pews for 30, 40, 50 years, and they think that they're better, smarter, more spiritual than anybody and everybody else. They have a greater grasp of, of the word of God than anybody else ever, right? But no, that's not what, God, uh, what Paul is telling us to do. He's telling us to think of, of, of others as more important than ourselves. That goes completely and totally opposite of what, of what the world wants from us, doesn't it? Completely and totally opposite of, from what the world expects of us. That is what makes the Christian peculiar in the world. And if I'm totally and completely honest, we really shouldn't have mega churches. Because the word of God is very divisive. It's very divisive and it's very specific. A prime example of that is when Jesus told uh, the multitude. He had 72 disciples around him. 72 disciples. And he came out and he told them, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will have no part in me. Everybody but 12 left. The word of God 
The word of God, as Hebrews tells us, is able to divide, divide the, the fake from the real. Because those, those, how many is that? 60? 60 left. Those 60 weren't thinking spiritually. They were thinking carnally. They were thinking physically. They weren't, they weren't thinking spiritually. But the 12 that stayed, and Peter said it most aptly, where can we go? Because you speak the words of life. So, humility, humility. Humility. Um, what are some promises? Uh, actually, let's, let's go what's, with what's prescribed. Prescribed prescriptions for humility. In Micah chapter 6, verse 8, he said, He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. There is a prescription right there. How are we to walk? We're to walk in justice. We are to walk in kindness. I can tell you this, you can't be prideful and arrogant and be kind at the same time. It's not possible. Kindness automatically gives the um, air of being humble. Because every many of you understand and know that there's a difference between nice and kind. Right? Being nice just gives an air of tolerance. Well, I'm going to tolerate you. I mean, come on. What kind, of, what kind of message is that? I'm, I'm going to tolerate this. I'm going to be nice to you. But being kind is a whole different story. Being kind gives you an air of humility. It means that you value that person's time. You value that person as a, as a human being. You value that person, uh, their soul. So you're going to be kind to them. Not because you think that you're going to get anything out of it, but because you know that they are a child of God just like you are. And they deserve the love, uh, compassion that Jesus Christ showed us. So we show that kindness to them. Difference between nice and kind. Kind has humility all around it. It's, it's just encompassed by humility. So we walk humbly with our God. We walk humbly with our God. It's very... It's, that gives a very interesting um, picture to me. To walk with God. How can, how can you walk with God and not be humble? Right? But there are people that try to do it. They think they're walking with God, but they are filled with pride and arrogance. And that pride and arrogance causes them to do all kinds of bad stuff to other people. They're not walking with God. I'm sorry, but that's just not, no, you're not. So to walk with God, you have to humble yourself. You have to know who you are compared to the creator of this universe, right? You have to know who you are. You have to have a clear picture of who you are compared to our God. And if you compare yourself, you're comparing yourself to God, there's no comparison because you're, comparison, you're comparing the creator to the creation and there is, no, there is no comparison there. So you have to be humble to be in the presence of God. If you're going to walk with God, you have to know who you are and you have to walk humbly. You can't allow pride and arrogance to enter you. As I remember, there is an angel that did that. 
Now, as we know, angels are created beings. God created angels. And God created one angel that, that he blessed with more than any other angel. I mean, this angel was amazingly blessed. God just gave that angel everything. Gift of music. Brightness. But that, that angel ended up being filled with pride and arrogance to the point where he said, I'm going to ascend and set my throne above God the Father. He says, I'm going to be more important than God the Father. He's wanting to usurp the authority of God the Father. And we all know him as Satan. But he started out as Lucifer. He started out as Lucifer, as a, an angel. But because he got pride and because he got arrogant, God sent him down. And came down like a lightning bolt because of pride and arrogance. He thought he was more than he was. He thought he was more than he was. So God calls us. He calls us to walk in justice, to understand what justice is. And he calls us to walk um, with kindness and to walk with him humbly, with a heart full of humility. In Luke chapter 14, verse 10, it says, When you are invited, go and recline at the last place, so that when the one who has invited you comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will have the honor in the sight of all who are in the table with you. He says, Jesus is giving this whole illustration when you go into a place or go into a party or going to something that's formal, never go to the front. Never go to the front because if you go to the front and you take the seat of honor and that seat is not meant for you, what happens? Well, you're going to be asked to move, right? And then when you ask to move, everybody sees that. He says, when you come into any, anything, any, whether it's a party or a function or whatever, don't take the front seat. Take the back seat. Take the back seat. Come in with a, with a heart of humility, knowing or understanding that that place is not meant for you until the host says it is. Because inevitably, if you are the person of honor and you come and you sit in the back, now the host is going to come and say, Come on, you're going to take a seat of honor. And he does that in front of everybody. And now you're honored. You're honored. Air of humility. Heart of humility. We've lost that today. Our country has lost that today. They have no idea what humility is anymore. They have no idea what it means to be humble. And, and it's, it's just propagated over and over in anything and everything that you see in the songs and the music and the television shows and the movie theaters everywhere you see is nothing but arrogance and pride and they're teaching that to our little ones so that our little ones grow up thinking that they're more than they are nowadays it's 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 uh it's uh the fad if you will to say you're a king or you're a queen. Have you noticed that? You see that all over the place. It's, it's just, it's the thing to do nowadays is to call yourself a king or oh, I'm a king or I'm a queen, whoever it is, they call themselves that. They're not. <laughs> you're, I'm sorry, you're not. And in the, in the church, it, it has become um, acceptable 
to walk around and say, I'm a king's kid. I'm a king's kid. And you, I'll tell you this. I've heard from quite a few people who work in the service industry. When I talk about service industry, I'm talking about like restaurants or grocery stores. And they, a lot of them say a lot of the same things. The hardest people to serve are Christians. How sad is that? People who come, come into, their, into their store or come into a restaurant and call themselves Christians, and they're, they're the ones that treat the, um, the waiters and the waitresses worse than anybody else. That's not okay. Or the smallest tippers. The smallest tippers. Now, if you have the ability to go to a restaurant, my advice to you, be a good tipper. <laughs> be a good tipper. It's not that hard. You know? Treat, treat the, uh, those service industry with grace. Treat them with love. Treat them with compassion. Because Jesus said that the, that the one who is at the top are, are, are going to be the servant of all. The greatest in the kingdom is a servant of all. He's teaching us humility to be humble. How we treat others reflects on Jesus. How we treat the service industry reflects on Jesus. So we have to, walk, we have to be very careful with that. In Luke chapter 22, verse 26, it says, But not so with you, but let him who is in the, the greatest among you become the youngest and the leader as the servant. Seeing the greatest among you will be the servant of all. The greatest among you will be the servant. Well, that's, that's the type of heart that we need as believers. We need that heart of humility. We have to understand and know that we can't, we, we're not all, yes, we're king's kids, but we can't use that as an excuse to treat other people badly. Yes, we're king's kids, and we're, we're heirs to, to the throne of heaven through Jesus Christ, but we can't use that to treat others badly. Quite the opposite. We must treat them as better than ourselves. As we read in Philippians chapter 2, we have to treat others more important than we treat ourselves. Now, does that mean we cut ourselves down, we lambast ourselves, and we, you know, all these other things, we just treat ourselves poorly and badly? No, not at all. But put their needs ahead of our own is what Paul is telling us. In Romans chapter 12, verse 3, it says, for th through the grace given to me, I say to every man among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. That first part is so important. For through the grace given to me, this is the Apostle Paul, saying this, I say to every man among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think. This is the Apostle Paul. We all know who Paul is, right? The Apostle Paul. Paul started out as Saul. 
Now, Saul was the, was the most educated man in the New Testament. And he started out as the greatest persecutor of the church. But God changed him. Jesus met him on the road to Damascus and changed him completely and totally so that he understood what his sins were and he repented and he, he became a Christian. He became the, the, probably the greatest apostle, wrote half of the New Testament. And here he is telling us, don't think of yourselves more than you should. I'm guessing it's because that was a battle that he had for himself. We all battle that, right? We all battle that. We all um, tend to think a little bit more of ourselves than we should. And it's something that we, we battle with each and every day. We have to, to be humble. To be humble. We, we battle. I don't know about anybody else. I do. I do. I can come off as quite arrogant. If you spend any time with me, I, I promise you, I've heard it enough times from enough people to believe that I can come off, just in my presentation, I can come off as, be, as being arrogant. I understand and know that. So I work very hard against that. I work very hard against that because last thing I want anybody to feel is I don't want them to feel like I'm thinking of myself more highly than them because that is not the truth. Because God loves all of us equally, doesn't he? He loves, there's nobody in this sanctuary that God loves more than anybody else. He loves every one of us equally. So there should be no reason for me to think of myself more highly than anybody else in here. Even if you were saved yesterday. God loves you just as much as he loves me. Just as, mu just as much as he loves Pastor Phil. And I, I can promise you, you this. Pastor Phil has been, been following the Lord longer than I've been alive. Sorry, Pastor. You know, but every time, every time I have a conversation with Pastor Phil, he never makes me feel like he's better than me. He has a wonderful way of making, making me feel like we're equals. And he gives wonderful wisdom and knowledge uh, on things that are going on in my life. That's the spirit that we need for everybody. For those of us who have been following the Lord for any length of time, we need to have that same spirit. When we talk to younger Christians, Christians who have just been saved, who are recently saved, we cannot make them feel like they're inferior, inferior to us, because they're not. They're not. We're all on equal playing fields. We're all on equal land. We're all the same in God's eyes. So, you, so if you've been saved for less than a year, two years, three years, you should not feel inferior to me you shouldn't because i can promise you i feel a lot of times i feel like the apostle paul when he said i'm the chief among sinners i mess up all the time all the time i mess up all the time but we're so we're we're on equal playing fields equal playing and i've been following the lord oh my goodness i don't want to say for how long since June of 1988. So that's 34 years. 
34 years I've been, with the, I've been following the Lord. There's been ups, there's been downs. There's been times when I've I turned my back on him. There's times when he's graciously been there when I've turned around again, and he was there. He never left me, never forsaken me. He was there with me every step of the way. So there's, there's no reason why you should feel inferior to me at all. We're all equal. I believe Pastor Phil will have the same will say the same thing. You shouldn't feel inferior. And if there, if there was ever a time when I treated you like you were less than me, please accept my most sincere apologies. That's not ex at all what I wanted to do. We're all equal. James chapter 4, verse 10 says, Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and He will exalt you. He will do it. Nobody else will do it. He will exalt you. If you humble yourself in the presence of the Lord, Amen. in the presence of the Lord, He will exalt you. Praise the Lord. First Peter chapter 5, verse 5. You younger men. Aha, younger men. I don't know if I'm still considered, for some of you, I might be still considered a younger man. Thank you. You younger men, likewise, be subject to your elders, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. For God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I love that. He says, uh, be subject to your elders. Okay? But then the important part is, and all of you, he's including the elders, all of us, all of us, Clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. Amen. Treat yourselves with humility towards one another. That is so very important for us as believers. How we treat each other. Jesus said the world will know that you are my disciples by the love that you show towards one another. And the best way to show love towards one another is to be humble towards one another. To approach each other in humility. Not with pride or arrogance. Not with pride or arrogance. We need to be humble towards one another. And in that, any visitors that come, they will understand and know that Jesus lives here with us. He is ever-present in this congregation because we are humble with one another. They see it. Because we, we, we treat each other with love and compassion, with patience, with kindness, with peace. We treat each other good. And by that, we automatically testify to everybody else that we are believers, that Jesus is real, that Jesus is real. So what are the promises concerning humility, being humble? In Proverbs 16, 19, it says, It is better to be a humble, I'm sorry, yeah, to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoils with the proud. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that it's better to be humble with the lowly? Because the spoils of the proud will be spent up fairly quickly, right? How many of you are planning to take your bank accounts with you to heaven? Right? How many of you are planning to take your, your dream car that you've been working all your life to have to take that to heaven with you? Are you going to be able to do that? 
No, you're not going to be able to. How many of you have that big piggy bank in your closet that's been filling for years and years? You have no idea how much is a, you're going to carry that to heaven with you? You can't do it because it's temporary. It's temporary. That's why God is telling us in that proverb, it's better to be humble with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Because that spoil is going to be gone. It's going to be gone. But your character will always be there. The char your character is who you are as a person. That will always be with you no matter what. Rich or poor, it's going to be with you. So if you, if you're humble, if you humble yourselves, that character will always be protected. Your character will always be... You, you know there's a difference between character and... Um, Oh, now that word all, all of a sudden left my head. I don't know what happened in my head. Uh, reputation, that's what I was on. Reputation and character are very different things, aren't they? Because reputation can be manufactured. Reputation can be manufactured, but you, you, you as a person, your character, that can't be. That's who you are. Who are you in Christ? Who are you in Christ? When people see you on the street, who do they see? Who do they see? You, what is your character? Tell the world about who you are in Jesus. It's better to be humble, to count yourself, what is it? To be, to be a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoils with the proud. You die rich. You die rich. You die of the spoils of this world, you still can't take that with you. Can't take it with you. Proverbs 22, 4 says, the reward of, the, of humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Now, is he talking about riches monetarily? Not necessarily. Did you know you can, have, you can be rich and not have a penny in your bank account? You can be rich beyond measure and not have any money. That's the riches that, that God is talking about here in the Proverbs. He says, the reward of humility and the fear of the Lord are riches. Riches. He's talking, what's, what's riches he's talking about? Fruits of the Spirit is what he's talking about. Riches, rich in peace, rich in joy, Right? Those are very big things. Not rich as in wealth. No, he's saying rich. Honor and life. Honor is so very important. Proverbs 29, 23. And I'm trying to get us out of here at noon, I promise. A man's pride will bring him low, but a humble spirit will will obtain honor. That's the second verse that we've seen where it talks about honor, doesn't it? Let me read that again. A man's pride will bring him low. You know, the, the other proverb says pride comes before fall, right? A man's pride will bring him low, but a humble spirit will obtain honor. Honor. That's character, what they're talking about. Your character as a person. Nobody can take that away from you. As you live in Christ, as you are a believer and a Christian, 
And you walk around with the fruits of the Spirit. The world can't take that away from you. The world can't take that away from you. You'll, You'll always be honorable. Praise the Lord. Two more verses and then we'll, we'll close. Isaiah 57, 15 says, For thus saith the, the high and exalted one who lives forever, whose name is holy. I dwell on the high and holy place and also with the contrite and lowly of spirit in order to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. God is saying, I'm this, but I'm coming down to you because I want to lift you up. As long as you have a contrite spirit. The contrite spirit is also known as a humble spirit. Humility. Humility. He comes down to the contrite. He comes down to us to lift us up. As long as we remain humble and contrite in his presence, he will lift us up. Praise the Lord. Matthew 18, 4. Whoever then humbles himself as this child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I don't know if you noticed, but kids, little kids, they have no idea what pride is. They don't care. (laughs) Right? And Jesus is, Jesus is telling us when we humble ourselves as those little ones, as those little ones, right? You are the greatest in the kingdom of heaven if you do that. Little kids are subject to adults, right? At least they should be. At least they better be. I don't know about this younger generation, but in my generation, if you didn't obey your mom and your dad, oh boy. Their uh, spanking was not considered abuse. And you're looking at somebody that got spanked more than anybody else in their family. So I understand, and I, I grew up um, fairly well-adjusted, I like to think. Right? So kids are supposed to be subject to their parents and subject to, the, to adults. For the most part, they, they are supposed to be disciplined to a, to a place where they, they know that they need to listen to their, to their parents to the adults in their lives because they understand and know. If done correctly, they understand and know that when they do that, their parents or the adults in their lives have their best interest at heart. Right? Uh, No good parent is going to not warn their little toddler to stay away from the hot stove. Right? No good parent is going to stand by and say, he'll figure it out. No. You're going to run over there. You're going to stop them. Don't touch. However many times it takes, don't touch. And maybe after the second or third time, right? Right on the fanny. I said, stay away. (laughs) Right? Because you don't want them to get hurt. 
You don't want to get hurt. As long as we have that type of humility and humble spirit before God, God will always lead us, guide us, and direct us. He always will do that. And as we read in Philippians chapter 2 earlier, what Jesus had done for us, what God had done for us, the same, the same Son of God that spoke the worlds into existence, that spoke everything into existence, everything, heavens and the earth spoke it into existence, the same God that formed us, didn't speak us into existence, formed us and created us and designed us, made us in his image, right? He said, make us, he'll, let's, let us make him in our image after our likeness. The same God that did that, the same God that visited Moses in the burning bush, the same God that were with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, the same God that was with Daniel in the lion's den. The same God resides with us. And what was the commonality of all those people that, were, that God was with is they all had humility and humbleness. They, were, they had no pride or arrogance within them because they knew that everything that happened, everything that happened wasn't because of them. It was because of God with them. Right? Even Simon Peter on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came down in the upper room and everybody was filled with the Holy Spirit and they burst out of the upper room to preach the gospel all over, all over Jerusalem, even then he understood that it wasn't him. It wasn't him. It wasn't his power. It was the power of the Holy Spirit in him. He gave glory to God the Father when he looked down at that lame man. He says, I don't have any gold. I don't have any silver. But what I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up and walk. <laughs> he took no honor for himself. He took no honor for himself because he understood that. As we walk in this world as believers, it's so important for us to walk in humility. So it is so opposite to the world, what the world expects today and what a lot of churches expect today. So it is up to us as we walk in humility that we understand and know that as we walk in humility that the world will not see us, they'll see Jesus through us. And because we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we will be able to do the same thing as, as Peter did. I don't have gold, I don't have silver, but what I have, I give to you. Let me tell you about Jesus. Because I have Jesus, Jesus has me, let me tell you about who he is. And what he's done for me. In humility, people will be drawn to that. Are you guys, is anybody in here drawn to people who are prideful and arrogant? Not me. Not me. But people who, who have this humble spirit about them. People who have this contrite spirit about them. People who just don't have any arrogance or pride or anything like that. You're kind of drawn to them. Let the world be drawn to you. Let us not be drawn to the world. Let us, not, let us not allow the pride and arrogance infiltrate this body of Christ. 
And I promise you, Juno will be changed because of it. Praise the Lord. Humility. We need humility. Always remember humility. So let me finish by reading Philippians again, starting with verse 7. This is talking about Jesus. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's start with uh, verse 5. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in a form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. He wasn't trying to grasp that. He wasn't trying to tell everybody in the whole world, look who I am. No, he lowered himself. Verse 7 says, But he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Praise the Lord. Jesus was the ultimate example when it comes to humility. He was the ultimate example. And that's uh, what we must strive for. We must strive for that. I'm always, I always love that story about Stephen in the book of Acts. Stephen was mostly unknown to, to the core church. But the Lord revealed who he was. That when the apostles, the apostles of the early church were, were inundated by all the uh, services, they got together and said, Let's pick some people that are filled with the Holy, Holy Spirit and have a good reputation. Now, those are the people that are going to handle the administration of the church. They're going to do the administrative duties. And Stephen, what, is, what was Stephen? He served tables. He was a waiter. He was a waiter for the church. But he was so full of the Holy Spirit that the, that the Jews were jealous of him and they dragged him out, right? They dragged him out from where he was and they stoned him, stoned him to death. But in the midst of all of that, he prayed the same thing that Jesus prayed while he was on the cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He had no animosity in, inside of him for what they were doing to him. But he had love and compassion for them. He loved them. He loved them so very much that he wasn't, he was asking for forgiveness on their behalf that's humility that's humility and that's what we need that's what we need so let's close in prayer um i'll, I'll end us in prayer and then uh rich is going to come up and close us in prayer so let's, uh, everybody's eyes closed and heads bowed please i'm going to do the same thing pastor keith has done uh, he does this every Sunday, and I think it's very important for us to do the same thing while, he, while he's not here this morning. If there is anybody in here that has not accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, if anybody in here has not accepted Jesus as their Lord and your Savior, please signify by raising your hand, and we will pray with you.
Thank you for listening to our service. Be sure to catch the video edition of this on either YouTube or Facebook Live. Again, if you need prayer, contact us at 907-789-3605. May God richly bless you in all things.